Our scripture for this morning comes from 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 through 15. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. But do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, and the elements will be dissolved with fire, and the earth and everything that is done on it will be disclosed. Since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, what sort of persons ought you to be in leading lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set ablaze and dissolved, and the elements will melt with fire? But in accordance with his promise, we wait for new heavens and a new earth, where righteousness is at home. Therefore, beloved, while you are waiting for these things, strive to be found in him at peace, without spot or blemish, and regard the patience of our Lord as salvation. The word of God for us this morning. Thanks be to God. One thing we have learned during this pandemic is that we don't like slow. We don't like slow internet. We don't like slow processes to come up with a solution to this pandemic. We don't like slow election results. We don't like slow meal deliveries. We want everything fast. We don't even like our medications slow. We get, want to get the fast-acting medication, the one that comes and immediately takes care of our problem. So it stands to reason that we don't want a slow God. We want a fast-acting God. We want a God that comes to our aid immediately when we need him. We want a God that when we ask for healing, heals us right away. We want a God that when we, we want him to be there, he's right there that second, that moment. We don't have to wait for him at all. That's how we're used to doing things, right? The fast way. And it shows that we really don't have a lot of patience. We don't like to wait for stuff. But patience is something that we need to learn about. Early on in my Christian journey, when I was in my teens, I remember a wiser, older Christian telling me, don't pray for patience unless you are willing to wait a long time for the answer. I think it was his way of telling me, uh, if you ask for patience, get ready for an ordeal because patience is something that can't just be given to you as something that comes instantaneously right away. In fact, patience is something that can only be obtained over time. It's an endurance and a perseverance through a period that really yields patience. Most of us could use more patience, couldn't we? We realize that a lot of times we just don't have a lot of patience. We live in a microwave generation where we expect everything to be done in three minutes or less. We expect things to happen fast. And because of that, many of us have trouble, right? Understanding why God would take so long to send Jesus back to us to redeem us from this world. 
I mean, it's been 2,000 years. It's, you know, it's, it's a long time by our standards, right? And this is one of the points that I think the scripture makes for us that what seems to us like an eternity, 2,000 plus years, to God might be similar to two days. You know, that, that, that for God, time is not as relevant as for us because God is eternal. But to us, sure, it seems like a long time. And to many people, this causes a problem for their faith. They think that God is too slow, too slow to answer their prayers, too slow to respond to their needs, too slow to act, too slow to show his hand moving on their, in their favor. They think that just God is just too slow for them. And they don't understand that we have to learn to practice patience if we're going to be followers of Jesus and if we're going to be followers of God. Second Peter today reminds us that the Lord is not slow about his promise, as some think of slowness, but that what we see as slow is actually the Lord showing his incredible patience, not wanting anyone to perish, but for all to come to repentance and salvation. So what we see as slow is basically God giving people a chance to come to know Jesus Christ and to be saved in him. I compare God's patience to my patience when it comes to fishing. You see, uh, you know, ever since I was a kid, I loved fishing. And I remember that uh, we would go to the same place every year for vacation. And it was one week out of the year, every single year. And there was a marina at that place. And as a kid, from the moment we arrived, I would look for my fishing line, my hook, and some hot dogs. And I would go out and I would start fishing in that marina. And I would be out there all day long. My parents would be at the, at the pool and, and with my sisters and they would go and do activities and enjoy the resort. And I'd be out there fishing all day. Sometimes they even had to bring me food because I just didn't want to leave. And I remember that sometimes it would be one and two in the morning when my mom or my dad would come and say, hey, it's time for you to pack it in. It's time for you to come in. And I would say, no, 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 I need to stay out here a little bit longer because I know I'm going to catch one soon. And I would want to stay out there as long as I could. I considered myself incredibly patient. My sister called it being slow at catching fish. See, I wasn't really slow. I was really patient. Um, this did not stop me from trying to fish. I want to tell you that even though I Sometimes I didn't catch anything. I stayed out there because I believed that soon I would catch something and I would stay there and keep trying. I share this to say that I understand what our scripture is trying to say to us today. God does not want to send Jesus back yet because he wants to give people a chance to come to repentance and salvation. And he knows that when, when Jesus comes, that'll be the end of it. God wants to catch all of us. He wants to bring us all home with him. You know, my parents laughed at me uh, during those early years because everything I caught, I brought home. It didn't matter whether it was big or small, ugly, edible, unedible. Everything I caught, <laughs> I brought home. Um, and, and I think that God feels the same way about us. He pursues us and looks for us. He, he cast a wide net to catch as many of us as possible and bring us into salvation. And God's grace is so big 
that he has been patiently waiting for over 2,000 years to send Jesus back to get us and bring us home. At first, I think God used a single line approach like I did when I was fishing with my single line. He called individual people like Abraham and later a single nation, the descendants of Abraham as the nation of Israel. And he used them to try to bring salvation and redemption to the whole world. But over 2,000 years ago, I think God changed tactics. I think God prepared himself to do something different. And I'll explain what I mean through an illustration. After several years of fishing with my line and hook and my hot dogs, I saved up some money and I bought a casting net. It was one of those nets that you, you throw out and you pull back in and you bring in and you catch fish. And I remember I went down to the marina and I, I cast that net out into the middle of that marina and I brought it up and it had fish. On my very first cast, it had fish. In fact, more fish than I think that I had caught the previous year altogether that whole week. The net had a farther reach than I did with my single line. It was able to bring more fish than I was able to catch on my single line. And it was more effective, period, in catching fish. Uh, I mean, it was just so much better. As I said earlier, I do believe that God used the single line approach through the Jews. They were his first catching endeavor towards the world. But this approach did not reach everybody. There were so many nations that were left out, so many people that did not follow God and followed false gods. And so in Christmas, over 2,000 years ago, God brought his casting net out. I call it Jesus' net. Jesus' net had a farther reach, bringing the good news of the kingdom of God to all sorts of people, to Gentiles and Jews, to male and female, to slave and free. It was a net that was cast far and wide. Jesus was more effective at bringing people to God because he was God in the flesh. And he was able to show us just how much God really loves us. You know, when you cast a net, it actually kind of envelops the fish and brings them out of the water and brings them to the surface. And I think that in a way, that same motion is what Jesus did. He left heaven and came down to involve us all and to bring us up into God's presence through his grace. We know from scripture that this was God's plan all along. He had said that he would send the Messiah, a savior to the world that would change everything. And Jesus did. So I want you to think about Jesus net. So what makes Jesus' net such a great net to bring people in to salvation and eternity? What is it that makes it so great? Well, first of all, it is reusable. If at first you don't succeed, cast, cast again. Jesus' net should be cast in every direction towards every person around us. Don't limit who God can catch through you. Share Jesus with everyone. By the way you live, the way you talk, the way you act, everything we do can be a Jesus net moment if we're doing it following God's will and his word. Jesus net can reach farther than you think. 
You know, I learned that from, from casting a net. If you try to cast it out, sometimes you think, oh, this is not gonna go very far, but sometimes it'll just go flying and it'll go further than you ever thought possible. Jesus' net can reach people that you didn't think could be reached. You see, God empowers Jesus' net through his Holy Spirit to touch the lives of those that are around you and even people that you have not even met. Because Jesus' net goes with the Holy Spirit. It goes with God's presence going before it. The other thing about Jesus' net is that it's durable. It has not broken for over 2,000 years, and it has brought sinners of all types into the kingdom of God. You see, God's promises are eternal. They are fail-proof. God does not lie. He does not change. What he has promised us, he will keep. And God has promised that if you come to Jesus Christ, you will be saved. It is not you might be saved. It is not you could possibly be saved. It is you will be saved. And God's net has never broken, no matter how many fish it has brought in. Jesus' net will always be there for anyone who wants to be saved in Jesus Christ. Jesus' net is also willing to catch everyone because God wants no one to perish. You see, God is like me when I went fishing. He doesn't throw any of them back. Any fish that he catches, he claims and calls his own. Anybody who comes to God is sealed with the Holy Spirit and is called into a new life and a new existence with him. God looks at all of these and he doesn't see ugly fish or pretty fish, good fish or bad fish. He simply sees fish. He sees his children needing to be saved and redeemed through his love in Jesus Christ. Jesus' net reminds us that we help catch them, but it is God who cleans them, that he does the transforming in people's lives. You know, you've heard that phrase before. God, you know, you catch him and God cleans them. God is the one that does the transforming. He is the one that sits at the judgment seat. He is the one that will take all of these fish and transform their lives from the inside out. And then here's another character characteristic of Jesus that, that surprised me. The scripture says that it'll help hasten the Lord's return. See, since God wants to catch them all, the more people that come to the Lord, the closer we get to that day in which Jesus will return. We actually hasten the coming of the day of the Lord when we fish while we wait. You know, it's a great concept. While you wait for the Lord, be fishing for others. Second Peter also reminds us that while we wait for the day of the Lord, we should strive to be found by him at peace without spot or blemish. You see, Jesus make, makes this all possible because we are reminded that Jesus' net didn't just catch other people. It caught us too. At some point, somebody through the grace of God, cast Jesus' net in our direction. 
We came to be found when we were lost. We came to be forgiven when we were sinners. We came to be restored when we were completely devoid of God in our lives. And we were brought back into a new life. Praise be to God that someone was willing to cast Jesus' net in our direction. Jesus' net helps us to have peace in a very troubled world because it also reminds us that while we're stressing about so many things in this life, this world will pass away. All of it, we're told, will be dissolved and will be no more. And so this is a reminder to us that when Jesus' net comes down and scoops us up, it is to remove us from this world and to take us home, but not the same old home we used to have, to a new home, to a new heaven and a new earth, that there's going to be a new place prepared for us, and it's going to be so much better than what we have now. So we are told that we should regard the patience of the Lord as salvation for more people and not consider it slowness. To think of it as extra time for people to continue to cast Jesus' net and for people to continue to be caught in Jesus' net. You know, this is the work of evangelism that I believe Jesus has left for us while we wait for his return. When Jesus said to his disciples, I will make you fishers of men, he wasn't only talking to them, he was talking to us. God was saying, here is my son and his message of salvation and grace, of forgiveness and love. Now go out there and cast it out to the whole world so that people will be saved, so that the lost will be found, so those who are broken can be restored. I will give you some time and hold off his return so that many more will be saved. And so that when that day comes, more will be pulled up into the clouds. So today you have learned of Jesus' net. And my advice to you is to cast it out this Christmas and to see what God catches. To simply share Jesus as the best thing that has ever happened in this world. And to remind people that God does not throw any fish back that he will take them in, he will clean them, he will prepare them for a new heaven and a new earth because this one will pass away. God bless you. Keep casting that net.